Hello and welcome to the very first, the inaugural episode of I Heard It on a Podcast. Yeah, our little corner of the Wild West. My name is Riley, and I am Isaiah. Oh man, I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Today, this is like a dream yeah. come true. Yes, it's like a dream realized. It's been on my bucket list to be on like a single episode of a podcast, like as uh-huh. a guest of someone else's, and this is so much better. Nice. I get to control what it's about and yeah. tell people exactly what I want to hear. You're basically just hear. your own guest every week. Yeah. So twice a week. Now I get to be a diva, which yeah. is even better. Where are our green M&Ms in sparkling water? Right. Did you not get the writer? Yeah. Apparently Hello. You just got water. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Halloween music and yeah. some other stuff. But first, boy, do I have news for you. Okay. Hit me with it. Okay. That. You ever heard of Alyssa Carson? Uh, not before today. I had okay. not. Me neither. I was told about this thing that is on Facebook. Okay. And you know Which, about yeah, the legitimacy of Facebook. Usually not a good spot to get your information from. <laughs> yes. So I went to Wikipedia instead <laughs> and just double checked that it was legit. And there's this woman named Alyssa Carson. She's 19 years old. Her like description is that she's an American space enthusiast, which okay. is a cool title. Um, She's apparently been to like every NASA visitor center that exists, and she's been a part of several space training programs, okay. including one called Project Possum, which is a cool name, where a bunch of citizen scientists went up in like one of those really high flying planes yeah. to study upper atmospheric clouds. Okay. And she did a bunch of like microgravity training. Like I saw a video where she tossed a bag of Skittles and it like you know, floated in like the mid-air. ones within the plane and the plane like dives. Yeah. And like yeah. floating for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Like what Tom Cruise does in most of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. So but she did it for science. Right. Not so to like, be amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, she's nineteen uh-huh. and is basically studying to be one of the first astronauts to step foot on Mars. Okay. So there's like roughly projected um like plans to go to Mars yeah. in the 2030s right. sometime. And NASA doesn't really have specific plans for this. No one else does either, right. like other uh, countries' space programs. Uh-huh. But she's planning to, she wants to be one of the first humans to step foot on Mars. So she's like doing this all by herself, kind of. Kind like of. self-studying, I mean, she's, she's in college right now okay. studying astrophysics or something. Uh-huh. I don't know whatever you study to become right. a, uh, an astronaut. Right. But she's like 19 and her whole career right now is trajected to be one of the first astronauts huh. on Mars. Uh, she's done like at least two TEDx talks and has a pretty decent social media following on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and you know where you have to right. have legitimacy. As a 19-year-old mm-hmm. on TikTok. And it kind of seems like she's like the advocate for space travel for like Gen Z, huh? Um, interesting. Which is interesting because it, I thought that you'd have to be like, like, official NASA astronaut right. who's been through thirty years of training and whatever to yeah. advocate for space right. travel. NASA has like come out and said plainly that they have no official ties with Alyssa. Right. So that's seems kind of cut and dry to me, but. The crazy thing is, though, like, even though NASA's saying, like, hey, like, we're not officially tied, like, she's still, it seems like in the news is kind of still this person who's, like, 
they're saying she's gonna be the first person on Mars and stuff like that. So because of like her dedication and like just the the effort she's put into it and like the passion she has for it, she's kind of become the face of it. Even though like officially, technically, she's not officially involved in a program, she's right. still kind of the face of it, which is pretty cool. Like it shows you what like being passionate and like skilled and, and dr- social having media. drive, yeah, can get you. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a combination of personal passion, but also just being able to create your own following yeah. like outside of official programs like NASA. Right. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is how do you feel about someone who's like still in the middle or probably the beginning stages of like true astronaut training is to be like the next face of NASA, so far as I can tell. Like I can't name any current astronauts. Right. But it's like the astronauts from the Apollo missions. Yeah. In the sixties. Who and are then, retired, yeah. I assume. And yeah, old. Or it's I guess her at this point. Or right. like sci fi movies which aren't real. Right. Um yeah, I mean I think it's I think it's cool. And I think especially in like the scientific realm with with NASA and stuff, they're really good at like publishing like scientific stuff. It's exciting mm-hmm. scientifically. But they're not focused on or necessarily good at publishing like wide broad like human interest stories kind of Mm. so i think that's where it's it's easier for her to kind of get into this space because nasa's posting you know interesting scientific data and they're kind of engaging with their audience through social media but their audience is you know there are people who like space stuff and who like science and stuff like that right so to get a broader like news following there has to be kind of that human element and stuff um and so i think that's kind of where she's capitalized on not only does she have the ability to kind of that's what her passion is and she kind of has the understanding there but she also has the like ability to say like I've wanted to be an astronaut since I'm three and I'm actually like working towards that and I'm studying like math and science and the stuff it's going to take me to actually do mm-hmm. it um, and I think that's inspiring because a lot of people want to be an astronaut when they're kids you know every right. like eight-year-old boy is like I want to go to space someday and you know all that stuff but like she had that that dream and she's like following through and she like has been putting her life towards that. Right. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, maybe she'll go to Mars someday. We'll see. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do think, well, I do want to say first that every eight year old boy does want to be an astronaut. But what I do like about Alyssa is that she's advocating for young girls. In yeah, STEM. that's and true. And I think that that's something that's like underrepresented yeah. just culturally. Well, especially cause it's STEM and not just space. It's right. Like, hey, which is a much broader yeah. and underutilized part of our culture that totally. it will become, well, I think will become even more important than it currently totally, is. Totally, yeah. So having more than just like white men in that field yeah, is because that's who it's dominated by. Right. So that's cool. Good honor. Yeah. Go, Alyssa. Yeah. See you on Mars someday. <laughs> See you on Mars. Maybe I won't we'll, be there. That's We might terrifying. go someday. You never know. Uh, my great-great-grandchildren would go. I'm terrified of space. That's a long time from now. What if, okay, yeah. we're going to sidetrack for a second because okay. I want to kind of dig into that. You said that you wouldn't go because you're terrified, but <laughs> yeah. are you scared to fly on a plane to like Hawaii? Well, I'm scared of it. Yeah. Kay. Like when I look out, I look out of the window and I see just like the vast depths of the ocean that yeah. I would like, I'm also terrified of is the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm scared to go to Hawaii, but right. then you get to Hawaii and you get the little lay around your neck uh-huh. and there's like soft, gentle breeze. It's like, that's worth it, you know? There's not a soft, gentle breeze on Mars. You get radiation <laughs> and solar storms. Yet. Tune in next episode to find out how there could be a soft, gentle breeze on Mars. Ah, or, or 
uh, what's the word? Teasing. Yeah, that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it really. I thought that was a less weird word, but nope, that's okay. It's teasing. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Halloween music. Isaiah, okay. how do you feel about the Halloween like season in general? Well, I was never really... I didn't ever really celebrate Halloween growing up. Um, it was the harvest season. It was the harvest season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd always do like harvest festivals and like fall stuff. So we'd do like hay rides and like go to parties and stuff like that. But I remember going to that. Yeah. Like, what was it? The Pregnancy Resource Center Harvest. Yeah, uh, that was party. Fun. That was like a fundraiser and family. Thing. And it was actually pretty pretty fun. It, it was, was a good like time. A it, it was. was there it's was, not Halloween-y. No, though. there was yeah. no like jack-o'-lanterns yeah. or skeletons or anything like there that there. There was just there. hay. There was a lot of hay and, and I remember bouncy castles. There were a lot of bouncy Good castles. Good times which though. It's kind of all you need for fun. Yeah, sixth grade. Um, but <laughs> sixth grade, what a dream. Um, so I really, I, you might consider me like a noob to the Halloween scene. So I a saw Halloween noob. a Halloween noob. So, or maybe a Halloween-y. Pick, <laughs> pick what you want there. Um, but I saw this in our show notes that we were going to be talking about this today. And I was like, oh, this is kind of going to be like a convincing me or like a kind of introducing me to the world of, of Halloween. And I didn't even know there was Halloween music. I knew there was like Mm. Halloween movie music, like soundtracks. And I knew there was like Michael Jackson's thriller and, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't know there was, there's other Halloween music. So, oh, there's other Halloween. I'm excited to, to be indoctrinated into this world. Well, if if I said that I had made a Halloween playlist on Spotify and that it's almost three hours long, wow. what songs would you guess were on it? Uh, thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will say that as an American, I am obligated to put okay. Thriller on that playlist. Um, man, I don't... I can think of, like, songs from movies, but I don't know what they're called. Like... Um, Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania. That's an animated movie. I've seen that one. <laughs> hey, that is an underrated movie. That's a, yeah, it's a good movie, but I'd like... Mavis is cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's for another day. <laughs> but yeah, I honestly like... Give me like your top 10 off of that because I probably okay. will know none of them. Well, okay. I will say that this is a very like wide ranging mm-hmm. group of songs. Some of them just kind of mention like a zombie or a mummy or something. One of one of these songs is from Phineas and Ferb. Okay, uh, it's "My Undead Mummy and Me," which yep. is actually a bop. Um, and then some of them song. are like actually kind of like scary-ish songs, like "Halloween" by The Misfits um, or "Creeping Death" by Metallica. So okay. it it varies a lot. Do you and, have "Enter Sandman"? That's kind of a Halloween song. Mm, I don't think so. They have to be directly related to something Halloween-ish. They gotcha. can't just have like a spooky vibe gotcha. because there's whole genres that have... Like I could put pretty much all of Billie Eilish's music on this playlist gotcha. if that's what I was okay, going so for. So it's not themat- It's not like musical thematic. It's more like lyrical. Yeah. All of them okay. mention like witches or skeletons or Halloween gotcha. or pumpkins or something directly in a verse or a... Something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So it's, it, I mean, like one of them is from the Mean Girls soundtrack, the musical, okay. because there's a song where the character sings about how much she likes Halloween and dressing up in sexy outfits. Okay. So they're not all like spooky, hallo- spooky yeah. Halloween yeah. songs, but they all in some way or another relate to the Halloween season. Okay. Gotcha. So... That's like 
how I interpret the Halloween season uh-huh. is like some of it's about fun and candy and costumes and some of it's about like embracing actual fear and scariness, which right. I think is kind of fun. Like I enjoy scary movies and leaning into that feeling. I remember, mm, I think it was two years ago during October when I was making this playlist, uh-huh. I was also running a lot and I was running through this neighborhood that didn't have a lot of street lights. Mm-hmm. And there was one run that I was on. It was at like 11 at night and the wind was howling and the leaves were blowing through my feet uh-huh. and the lights were like kind of flickering because yeah. they were old and it's an old neighborhood. Some of the houses even have like gas lamp lanterns Dang. on them. And I was listening to this playlist, uh-huh. not this one, but okay. a similar yeah. one that has like actually scary music on it. And I was like, I was leaning into it and like picturing someone chasing after me Dang. while I was running. And it was kind of fun. I don't think everyone would enjoy that because right. like that's kind of scary. And depending on your experiences and your history and whatever, that might be like right. honestly a little scary yeah. and traumatic. But for me, that was kind of like going on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wasn't in actual danger probably because it's actually a very safe neighborhood. Right. But in that moment, I could kind of like pretend that I yeah. was in a movie or uh-huh. on a roller coaster or something like that or kinda, in a haunted house. Yeah, kind of like the app that like has a zombie behind you and the, the lady's like in your ears while you're running and she's like, oh, the zombie's catching up. You better mm-hmm. run faster. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I have that huh. app too and I would occasionally use it, but it's really only fun if it's dark and scary right. and there's not a lot of houses yeah. or cars around and you can pretend like you're in the zombie apocalypse. Right, yeah. Huh, okay, interesting. Well, I've, I'm not one for running. <laughs> I'd prefer to, you know, watch Netflix on the couch. Yes, I've noticed. But that does sound like it would be more motivating to run with like spooky music and like the cool, crisp, mm-hmm. you know, dark outside. I feel like I would enjoy running about as much as I probably could in that environment. So that sounds great. Um, I have a question about Halloween lights. Do you feel like people should decorate for Halloween? Mm. I was thinking about that earlier today. I'm a big advocate of decorations in general, uh-huh. as you know. My family decorates for most every season, um, 4th of July, uh, New Year's, Valentine's, Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas and all those things. Right. We even do things in between, like we have ocean decor in between, like for like around Labor Day in that t- season. Um, but I don't like tacky outdoor decor okay like weird big fake plastic yeah. stuff outside yeah and that's i haven't really seen a lot of classy outdoor halloween stuff well it's not meant to be it's meant to be like scary and right so God-ish almost yeah and i think i think that that is like something that i can get behind but you have to have a certain like vibe to your house. Right. You have to be in a certain neighborhood yeah. and have certain like landscaping yeah. almost to in order for like the cobwebs strung up to work yeah. and that kind of thing. And most of the time it just looks tacky yeah. and kind of pulls me out of like the actual spookiness. Right. And but like I said and mentioned in my playlist, I'm down for the like cheesy fun part of Halloween too. Right. So that's okay if that's what you're going for. Right. But when you try to make it like spooky and cheesy, those two things just kind of right. negate each other for right. me. 
Yeah, I've always felt like Halloween lights are just kind of like fall Christmas because they're not like, especially like the string, like they're the exact same as Christmas lights. They're just dyed orange or whatever. Yeah. And those never have like evoked like, oh, this is a good decoration Mm. to me. You know, it feels like it's like knockoff Christmas for Halloween. So I've, I've never been a fan, but I love like decorating for fall and I love like kind of, you know, fall clothes and Uh like orange leaves and like hay and like golden wheat and just kind of all the like so you mean like the harvest season yeah basically (laughs) basically but i do also love like carving pumpkins is like a blast oh yeah i I feel like a jack-o'-lantern is like a great decoration so there's there's definitely a broad range yeah totally there's definitely a broad range of decorations for this season and i think it's just because there's so many different ways that people celebrate Mm -hmm. like fall and halloween and kind of the seasons changing and kind of all that stuff so it's pretty interesting to like hear other people's traditions and looks on it because i feel like there's just so many different views on this time of year and Mm -hmm. on what halloween should be and what like yeah it's just pretty interesting yeah i would be remiss if we had a conversation about halloween music and i didn't at least mention the nightmare before christmas okay have you seen the nightmare before christmas how are we friends and i've not made you watch the nightmare before christmas it's the one with that like baseball head dude right (laughs) oh Oh, we we need to stop this podcast right now and go and watch the nightmare all right we'll be back in two hours i'm just kidding um i feel like i've 70 minutes seen parts of it or all of it but it's just i don't remember it that much so i would probably be due for like a refresher watch at least yes i watch it several times a year really only in october though well it's like christmas movies you can't watch them before thanksgiving right christmas movies well i have a strong opinion that i don't really watch movies more than like once every several years like i watched uh the patriot uh, like five years ago and i won't be rewatching it for another couple of years even though it's a good movie right However, I watch Elf every single year. And oh, same thing yeah. with um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because it's just a tradition at that point. Pretty much. Also, it's a good movie and it gets me in the Halloween spirit. Right. It makes me feel spooky. So have you watched it yet this year? Yes, I've watched it one time. One time. Alone. Nice. <laughs> Was it scary? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's terrifying. I mean, the Oogie Boogie Man can be a little scary. Is he the baseball head dude? No. Oh, who's he's, that? He's the guy who's basically a big sack filled with bugs. <laughs> interesting yeah well but you know no spoilers yeah well i don't know that there's much to, what's what's the plot so maybe that'll jog my memory okay so <laughs> there's basically a bunch of lands that uh well but a bunch of worlds uh-huh. that each of them create a holiday and they embody that holiday and all they okay. do is make that holiday so there's gotcha. like halloween land yep. and they're all like creepy halloween people and all they do is make halloween and then there's the same thing for Christmas and gotcha. Thanksgiving and all these other holidays. And the like leader of Halloween land is Jack Skellington, the baseball head guy. Ah, okay. <laughs> As Great. he's known on the streets. I'll, I'll put a name to a face. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like having an existential crisis uh-huh. like you do and in, 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 you know when you're at the peak of your career. And he wanders into Christmas land mm-hmm. and finds out that Christmas is like this beautiful, joyful thing. And he's like, I want to do Christmas. So he brings back Christmas, or as he understands Christmas, to Halloween land. The Halloween land citizens don't understand it. They try to take over Christmas. Chaos ensues. Uh Find out 
when you watch The Nightmare Before okay. Christmas, well, not a sponsor. I know what I'm doing sometime in the next three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on Disney Plus, but I'm not sure. I, I vaguely I bet it is. recall seeing Skeleton Head Man on... Jack this, Skellington. Yes, him. So I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I'll have my horizons broadened a little bit. That's like half of my Halloween playlist is that whole soundtrack. Cool. Well, then I was right that a lot of Halloween music is score for films. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot of playlists. I spend a lot of time just looking through Spotify. Uh-huh. And several Halloween playlists are basically instrumentals of so- soundtracks of horror movies, like classic horror movies which I'm not going to try to name because there are a lot of like purists yeah, of horror movies. Right. So I don't want to like... Offend anyone. Yeah, I don't want to offend that <laughs> subreddit. Oh, man. But I feel like this is a... Like October, there are several things that I reserve for October and right. then cut, cut it off at, on November 1st. Yeah. And I don't... There's not a lot of other things that I feel specifically that way about aside from Christmas stuff. Like... I don't I don't feel that way about Valentine's Day or like 4th of July stuff like you would still do Valentine's stuff after Valentine's Day. Is what sure, what's Valentine's Day stuff? Just being romantic, listening to like Nat King Cole, uh eating candy hearts. Mm. <laughs> do they even sell them outside of like February? You know, I've never even bought candy hearts i just always end up they with just, candy hearts just, and i don't know where they come they from. just appear yeah so i don't know like if anyone buys them i would eat them if they just like showed up right here in front of me but i would choose candy corn over them right now because yeah. it's like tis the season you know yeah or like thanksgiving like thanksgiving's a holiday that it really needs a hard cut mm-hmm. like you can't just like well that's what the macy's thanksgiving day parade is for is you have it all, and then when Santa comes out, you you ah. bust out the Christmas tree and say okay. Merry Christmas. Okay. Santa's arrival at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is for me the exact moment when you transition from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Okay. So Macy's Thanksgiving Publicly. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade then is the smooth transition into Christmas. Yeah, I think so. Just like this is the smooth transition into. Why, in your story time, you wrote there were 20 crows in your backyard. Mm, yes. Well, speaking of spookiness, yes. <laughs> I was outside and just admiring the fall foliage. By the way, if you are not outside at least once a day admiring the beauty of the transforming colors around you, go and do it. Go look at a tree. You'll feel better. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> Have you done that today? No, the one time I was outside is when you came and I opened the door and I that put was my like head outside. twelve seconds. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do we'll that. We'll do it afterwards. We'll do that yeah. after this. <laughs> so anyway, I was outside admiring our Virginia creepers, which is a type of vine that turns like bright orange in the fall, and I was just looking at it, and all of a sudden, at least twenty crows fly into my backyard area and land on trees and the fence and the ground mm-hmm. near me, and like. Some of them are looking at me. Some of them are looking at the sky. Some of them are looking at my dog. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like attacked and carried away and picked off and maybe my liver would regenerate and like that one dude. <laughs> who uh, is it? that You know who I'm talking about? No. <laughs> uh, there's like some Greek figure who has to... Oh, His yeah. punishment is that like a raven yeah. picks out his liver and or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Whoever, you know, email us if you know the answer. Please. Um, anyway... 
I've seen these grow these crows or ravens. I don't know which one they are. They are different species. I've learned. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll do some research while you're telling your story. Okay. So, one of the two live here in the greater Colorado area, and I've seen them in the past in our um, like backyard area. And when I go out in the yard, they kind of disperse. My dog likes to scare them off. But last or yesterday, when I was in the yard alone, well, except for my dog, all these crows slash ravens come into the yard and start antagonizing me. They're cawing and cackling and doing their little crow thing. Right. Normally, I would have said, like, spooky. But since it's October, I was like, Ooh, spooky! And kind of invited them into my heart, you okay. know. I into tried your to, heart. Yeah, I tried to wow. make eye contact with them and have that like connection with nature moment, you know, like like when you are like driving by on the highway and you mm-hmm. see a dead deer on the side and you're like, oh, I see you, like Wingapo, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We might have to cut that out. Um, so that was like kind of a, a deeply connective moment for me. And yeah. I was like, wow, I saw the fall foliage. I saw the crow. I need to go pick a pumpkin and carve it up with my bare hand okay. and like put it on my head and yeah. drink a pumpkin spice latte yeah. like Tony Hawk on his skateboard. Yes, that was a great, <laughs> great video. Check it out if you... Yeah, and just like embrace the season because yeah. I, think the, I think the ravens are calling. Nice. Okay, so I did some research. Um, crows are usually traveling in larger groups like your story ravens are usually in pairs hmm. um crows also will caw but ravens will croak so can you give was, me a croak i mean i've never heard a raven because apparently we don't have them around here so i'm just kind of so it was like, a crow that i saw <laughs> <laughs> so like this yeah yeah that doesn't sound like a sound a bird would make well i it's artistic interpretation okay um, but it was probably crows. Also, speaking of crows, um, I was getting some Chick-fil-A the other day for lunch. Oh, imagine that. And I know, I don't eat there enough, surprisingly. Um, and so I was in the drive-thru and it was semi-busy. So they they had the setup where you're like kind of constantly rolling and they take your order and walk next to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just like hand you your food as you roll past. So it's kind of like in that setup. And when they do that, they block off the left turn lane out of the Chick-fil-A so that you can only turn right so that you kind of don't re-clog up the drive through line or whatever. Sure. Um, and someone had dropped their meal out of the side of, or parts of their meal out That's of the side so of their sad. car while they were rolling through. Um, and it was in the left turn lane, so no one else was driving through it. And as soon as this, this food hits the ground, I'm driving past, and this swarm... Oh, you saw them drop it? Yeah, this oh. swarm of crows comes out of like no like they weren't around they just like new food fell and they like swarm in and they're just like all sitting on the ground like feasting on this this chicken and this yeah. um these fries and whatever even crows like it and i was like is it wrong that crows are eating chicken <laughs> and then i was like no they're having a good time they're enjoying this like super fresh delicious food yeah and they were just chilling they weren't gonna get hit by cars because the lane was closed so they just sat there for I'm assuming. I mean, I watched them for like two minutes while I was waiting for my food and they were just chowing down. So that raises an interesting question of what counts as cannibalism or like bird birdabolism. Like how how close of a species does it have to be? Yeah, because crows and chickens aren't that similar. Not really. 
But I feel like I've seen crows also eating crows, so I don't really think they mm. care. They just kind of eat whatever they can find. Are are they a scavenger bird? Yeah, kind of like a raven, I think. Or <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of I like mean, a, a vulture. Raven. A vulture is what I meant. They just kind of eat uh, stuff. That's why you always see them like in the highway, like pick on roadkill and all that. Interesting. Yeah, on the deer that you passed wow. on, the, on the highway. Circle of life. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad we learned that crows and ravens are different and that they like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't? I mean, if you're being really honest with yourself and you don't have to like mean anything by yeah. it and you just are talking about the chicken itself, yeah. who doesn't? True. That is true. Okay. Well, should we talk about our... Uh, Topic Thunder episode that's upcoming on Wednesday. Name may be subject to change. Yeah, we'll see. It seems to have stuck pretty well so far. So I guess. Um, Would you like to talk about it or should I? Sure, I'll talk about it. Okay, we've got a couple of topics coming up in our next episode. Three of them, to be precise. One of them is related to Alyssa Carson. Carson. And uh, in in some ways, we're talking about terraforming, which, if you don't know, is basically just transforming or modifying a planet so that it's more earth-like and can support human life. It's basically the opposite of what we've done to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Uh, we are not a science uh, podcast. We just think that's interesting. So we're going to yep. talk about it in very broad terms. Yep. I'm very excited. Uh, we're also going to talk about men's jewelry and uh, all the things that that implies and has impacted on our current culture. Yeah, this is something that I've just been recently getting into. <laughs> I bought my first, besides my re- wedding ring, um, my wife got me a, a necklace with a pendant on it. So Ooh. I'm just being introduced to this world. So I'm okay. also excited about that. And we're going to talk about the question, is cash dead? Hmm. Or the statement, cash is dead. Hmm. You decide. Cash is dead? Question mark. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, well, I'm excited for that too. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, action-packed and full of facts and figures and interesting stuff. There won't be that many facts. There might be some facts. We can bring some facts. We can't just talk opinion all day. And there probably won't be that many figures Why either, not? to be honest. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, I think I might have had like, I might have one figure for you. Sweet. Like a figure eight. Oh, like sideways or straight up? Straight up. Straight up. All right. Well, that's going to about do us for today. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you hanging out with us and listening to our uh, podcast today. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can catch us every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you've got questions or comments or concerns or complaints, you can reach us at IHeardItOnAPodcast at gmail.com. All right. We will see you on Wednesday. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about the uh, cash is dead conversation. I know, because I, I feel like I've had cash in my wallet. Like, usually I'll have a $20 bill, and it'll sit in my wallet for, like, a long time until I either deposit it or just give it to somebody for fast food. Yep, you're reading my mind. Yeah. I have that as one of my questions. Oh, sweet. Well, yeah. good thing this is the background. No one's listening to this yep, anymore, no, right? it will yeah. end it already. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs>